Hello, hello, hello. Hi, guys. Welcome to your favorite part of the episode, the updates. So lots have gone on, but also we're doing really well. I can't speak English. A lot's been happening in our episodes, which is super exciting. We're having Mm -hmm. some really cool guests come on, but we're getting consistent again. So you're hearing more things about our life rather than 10 things at a time. Mm -hmm. So I would say in the past two weeks, Jack's birthday was super successful. Great time in the Poconos. I leave to Miami for the Chosen Comedy Festival next week, which I think this comes out the week of. So mm-hmm. I'm in Miami. Ha ha. Um, and then after that, Bermuda. So for me, it's been a lot of travel. Started a new job, which I can now finally announce. I work at Dentsu and I'm a TikTok content creator full time. So that means I'm doing TikTok for Sour Patch Kids, Nutter Butter and Trident. So that's been really exciting for me. It was Woo-hoo! definitely a goal of mine. Yay. Do some fun brand content. So just really excited to be a part of that. And we'll be sharing more on my experience online now that it's in the know. Yeah, that's so exciting. I feel like this is such a like a, a long time coming and deserved role for you. So I already started to see some of the... T- it's funny because I, I don't use TikTok. Like I don't have it on my phone, but right. I will... There's certain TikToks that I will like click on and will open in like the Safari on my phone and like I'll click on yours because I'm like, oh, I want to uh-huh. see them. But I'm like most of the time, I'm, like I'm not using TikTok for anything. Yeah. Um, um she's loyal, guys. She's loyal. <laughs> Same thing with Jack. Like when I see him watching videos on Facebook or Instagram, I'm like, oh, I'm offended. But like he always does his like nightly TikTok check-in in case I like mm-hmm question him like did yeah, you see yeah. that video today he's like yes I did and it was really great and I like this part about blank <laughs> <laughs> we love a good TikTok boyfriend oh yes what about you Marlo fill us in um let's see not too much has changed although it's funny because I think the last time we gave her updates I said that I wasn't using hinge oh she's on the apps again I decided to re-download it um, cause it's now been like a couple months since I've been here and I, I had it when I first moved here and then I deleted it like within like a month. Um, and now it's been like two more months. So yeah, I decided to be download hinge, um, for like a couple of different reasons. It's kind of funny because even though I still feel like I can meet someone in person and if I did, that would be great. I'm also right. kind of having the realization that not, not all the guys, but a lot of the guys that I'm meeting are kind of in these like bigger friend group settings. And I don't necessarily want to like rock those boats. Like if it happens, it happens. I'm not going to obviously like shy away from a connection or something like that, but I don't necessarily want to like, you know, get to know like multiple guys at the same time that are all part of the same bigger group. Cause that would just be kind of awkward, you know? Mm-hmm. so I'm almost like, but I'm you're in your like good era because you don't know everyone there yet. Like you know, like, no, I don't, but I feel like the Jewish community here, like everyone knows each other. Like all I've like matched with dudes and then I see that they're friends with each other or like they follow each other. And like I just feel like the Jewish community, like as much as everyone knows each other in New York, I feel like because it's smaller here, it's even more so where like everyone knows each other. Also, like all of Hinge here is just like Persian Jewish men who went to UCLA. 
That's like your type though. Oh, it is. But I don't like it. The problem is that they all know each other and I don't want to like, well, so are you missing the dating in New York now? Like, do you feel like you took it for granted? Um, no, because I feel like in New York, you also had that situation where people sometimes knew each other. Right. I think it's just a different thing to navigate here. It's not necessarily better or worse. It's like you've issues, you know, navigating certain things about New York dating. It's the same here. And the only thing I would say here is it seems like maybe, yeah, more people maybe know each other. So it just maybe like that I got to be more cautious of, but I, but I will say that some of the hinge profiles that I see, and I'm like, do these men purposely make it impossible to know what they look like? You know, because don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I think prompts are super important. I'm definitely the type of person that will like someone on a dating app. You should know what someone looks like by their dating more for their More for their prompts and their pictures. Like pictures, of course, are not everything. But I kid you not, I have seen so many profiles of dudes where like more than half the photos are a sunglass photo or a group photo or they're standing Why from the they camera or the, or it's like a side picture like i'm like what are you i don't doing? understand do they not want you to know what they look like like shouldn't that be like the goal yeah you should know okay mark my words it's like a dating do like you should know what somebody looks like their personality and like physically by by the profile like Okay, I shouldn't necessarily know everything about you. Like, of course. Duh. But, like, I feel like those are the main things needed for a profile. Yeah. Otherwise, you're, you're a left. Like, yeah. you're a left. And it's funny because some of these guys, some of the these guys' profiles, like, they look like they're, they do look like they're good-looking guys, but I can't tell if, if I'm into them physically because their pictures are just, like, there's not there's not enough clarity. And it's, like, at the, you're allowed one tops two photos on your profile where you can't really right. tell what you look like but maybe you still like the photo like a sunglass photo a group photo a photo where you're standing far away from the camera like right, like right. You, more than two and it's like I can't tell what you look like and it's like men would I'm sure they would feel the same way about us or like any type of person would want if they're on a dating app whether it's men or women like you want to know what people look like you know obviously as much as we say that looks don't matter they do like a little bit you know obviously right. personality is important but you also want to be physically attracted to whoever you're going out with and it's just like it boggles my mind the amount of profiles I have seen like I feel like it's like more than half the profiles I've seen I've swiped left mostly because I literally do couldn't tell what they looked like and I'm just like what are you doing here man like do you right. want girls to like you do you not care like you just not put any thought into it. A Maybe lot of them don't care. Like, I don't know yeah. what it is. I think they feel like they're cool. It's a mystery. Like, no one wants that. Yeah, but. I think men, I think men maybe like aren't, don't take dating as serious sometimes. And we're going to talk about these men because we have someone coming on the podcast who has very firm decisions. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like the do's and don'ts of dating and life. She's honest and we love that. Oh, yeah. She's a bold queen. And that's honestly what we need in, in a lot of our friends sometimes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she'll Honestly, give you that honest answer. Like, if you are a guy and you're not showing your face on your profile, like, she's the type to rip you up. Mm-hmm. And then Absolutely. post a TikTok about it, asking your permission. 
and then you'll get mad months later. But please give it up for Talia so she can explain to you how she's become a huge Jewish TikTok sensation. We have an incredible guest with us. We have Talia Lickstein, who's a rapidly growing online personality known for her absolute blunt honesty, early 20s, living in New York City lifestyle, and her unapologetic hot takes on everything from pop culture to politics. She has gained more than 1.1 million TikTok followers. So please, please welcome Talia to season two. Season two, so excited. Of course, the one like Jewish podcast I go on is the only one that pronounces my last name right. You are the yeah. I think it would be actually legal if if we like. I, I, I expected nothing less, but I'm really pleasantly surprised. <laughs> really pleased to say that we are one of the first to say her last name correct. <laughs> I've done um, a podcast. This is the first. Swear to God. Perfect. Um, so how we usually start is we all kind of give like a relationship update of the week. Okay. So we would love that from you. And that can be anything from this awful date you went on this week to the extent of whatever you want. Oh, it's really whatever you want. is yours. Yeah. All right. Well, okay. It was kind of a really, I've been, I've been having a dry summer. Okay. I haven't slept with anybody since like June. Like I really just kind of took a celibate summer mm-hmm. and reflected. And then I got really sad about a guy that I'd been like crushing on. Okay. I had a sad moment on Friday, little bit of a breakdown for the first time in months. It happens. Finally. I'm so I'm sitting in bed crying, check my DMS. And there's this guy who's been DMing me asking if he can take me to a flume concert with his friends. He has an extra ticket at Brooklyn Mirage. And he was cute, but I like, he wasn't on public. I finally just go in my, you, you see, you can only do this shit when you have nothing else to lose. So I just go, okay, what the f- do you look like? Like, send me a picture of you. He sends me another one. He's really cute. I'm like, screw it. Okay. I wipe my tears, throw on some makeup. I'm like, what else am I going to do tonight? So I go Uber to Brooklyn, go to meet his friends and him. Best time. So great. Broke my streak, like broke the seal. Good time. He's coming over in an hour after this podcast. Here's the thing. T. Great. He's not Jewish. Mm-hmm. And it kind of shows he has the comedy taste that I do and we really relate on so many different levels but he's not like you know what I mean with the snapping do you get it back and forth back and forth exactly so I'm giving it a shot but you guys are gonna love this oh when it rains it pours right it's been so dry for so long last night my friend this is the most Jewish week of my life my friend invites me to his Sukkot thing at the Columbia Bayi which is like the Jewish co-op for Columbia students okay Mm -hmm. He invites me there and he tells me like when I'm coming, he's like, by the way, this is kind of like a setup. Like I really wanted you to meet my cousin who you haven't met yet. I was like, fine, show up. It's always a cousin, by the way. Can I just say? It's always a cousin. And I know this guy's entire family. We're close family friends from LA, but this cousin was an East coaster. So I'd never met this cousin. I'm like, where have you been hiding this guy? Great guy. Great guy. And weirdly enough, we don't relate on like the career comedy shit, whatever, but he's mm. Jewish. So he's got the bang, bang, boom. Yeah. Bang, so bang, like, boom. I want that so on a team. Why can't I just combine? He's Jewish. So he's got the bang, bang, boom. Can so we get that in our merch? <laughs> he's got the bang, bang, boom. As Sex in the City would say, the Zaza Zoo. Yeah. He's got it. 
So I was like, okay, we are walking. He walks me to the train. Sorry, this is running a little long, but it's very important. No, 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 no. no. The floor is yours. He walks me to the train and we're on the Upper West Side. And I'm not that familiar with like Morningside Heights. It's not even Upper West Side. We're way up there. And I am walking around. We're on like a hundred something street. And I look up while I'm with him. And it's the restaurant from Seinfeld. It's Monk's Diner. I go, it's an omen. It's literally an omen. Okay. This has to have been a good like connection here because look, I just look up and it's like the gates of heaven just open right before my eyes. I'm like, wow, this is special. So I get on the train. I go home. He texted me. So I got this guy coming over. I got the Jew texting me. I'm kind of killing. I love it. That's my relationship update. First of all, I just want to say most beautiful relationship update we have yet to hear. It's it, mostly I'm like so glad you caught me this week. Last week I would have said it's dry as the Sahara. I have nothing going <laughs> no, on. No, but see, that would have been funny. Like people were just like, it's dry as schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> There's two schmucks in my life now. It's good. Maybe next well, week. This we'll is all. iconic. We definitely need to hear updates on this to come, especially from when this will air. Like I'm sure there will be yeah. more updates. So stay yeah. tuned, guys. If you have any questions for Talia, make sure to put them in the comments. So let's get more into the Talia we want to learn more about. Can you kind of just share like what your background and how your career started were you like a theater kid is that what made you jump onto the tiktok platform like what was the trajectory there what did you expect out of it what did it look like you totally just read me so hard is it because that i'm a theater kid and you yeah. know one when you see one okay you absolutely do mm-hmm. i have such a theater kid radar i was really into theater musicals from when I would like I never did like sports camps it was always like dance musical theater right. and I did that um from when I was like six until I was in high school and I loved it and then in high school I kind of had like a weird shift like a really and it was a big deal like in my life and in my family that I like wanted to leave theater and mm-hmm. switch to something else I love creative writing and I always did as a kid too but I, I decided I liked it more. And I really liked the idea of journalism and telling a story and and infusing my own thoughts into it rather than like acting out somebody else's story as a character. Right. So I got into that. And in college, I chose a school specifically that had like a student TV station, student newspaper, journalism minor, I really wanted to like get into that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was doing like man on the street videos in college, which I didn't love doing, but I did love the idea of like, you know, the, they let me do one. Um, they let me try and launch like a late night type of segment. Like I was sitting behind a desk and I would give like updates on the school and read the news, but they thought that it was like too much of a liability for the school. Like the, the daily Cal, um, newspaper lawyers were like, we can't talk about these subjects in such a way. So that was I did a, a news show too. So yeah, it was, it was like, Teen Kids News on Fox. It was like, if you wear earbuds in the street, like you can right. be walking into trouble. Like, right, exactly, exactly. It was, it, I just loved that, but I didn't get an opportunity. It didn't to, fulfill you. Yes, I did this thing in um senior year of high school. We had senior projects. And this is where I like found my calling. I did a senior project. We got to leave school for three weeks, which is ridiculous. Like it was just kind of an excuse for the senior year teachers to like stop teaching early. So from then until graduation, we did nothing and you had to leave and do a senior project. And I left and did, I went to a private school in Santa Monica and I went to my local public school where a lot of my friends went 
And I spent a week there and I told everyone there, except for my friend who would like usher me around that I was a student who was like transferring in. And I got to go to the school for a week and I interviewed people at that school and at my school, what do you think about private school kids and vice versa? Mm. And I did like an, uh, I vlogged my time at the public school. It was like undercover as a public school student. It was so fucking fun. Like I totally, it was like, this is it. This is what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Um, and I didn't really like get a chance to do it until TikTok became a thing. Mm-hmm. So I graduate co- or I graduate college and I'm applying to jobs at like BuzzFeed and shit. And I realized like the only video that really shows my personality and shows what I want to do was that senior year video. I'm like, it's been too long. Like I, they don't really know who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these applications nowadays, they're asking you to attach your digital presence, your links. So I started making these TikTok videos so that they could see how I would like go through my day and, and talk my opinions, my voice. Mm-hmm. And those videos went viral. So I kind of took that summer and was like, let's see how far I can take it and this is yeah. summer what which year 2021 2021 at this point okay a year ago so I took that summer and I was living in my parents place after graduation and I was like let's take a break from applying to jobs see if anything comes of this and if nothing does then I'll keep going back to the old plan mm-hmm. and things came from it so now I have hosting gigs and things that pay my rent and I was able to move here and that's what I do manager it's good that's awesome. The whole spiel. That's awesome. And then in regards to like the manager trajectory, did you think about it in the sense of like, oh, I'm not auditioning or maybe I'd consider that again or like ever feel like since it's your own content, you should be owning everything. Like when did you even decide if you needed a manager? I decided I didn't know how to monetize. Like I would show people the deals that I was making. I had another manager not even a manager. Like it was one of these stupid, um, like digital influencer agencies Mm -hmm. that picks up anybody. I'm sure they like got the corn kid by now or something. Anybody who's (laughs) like made a bit of a splash online and is like younger than 25 and doesn't know how to read a contract. Essentially these people swoop in and are like, we'll make you money. And I was like, okay. So I sign over like 20% of whatever I do to them. And it was just kind of like these deals I was seeing. First of all, I have a theory, allegedly, I won't say their name, but I have a theory money was being taken from me. I think these are really shitty corporations. It's a very new. Um, it's a new, it's a new world, a new generation. And it's filled with only young people who don't right. have lawyers. So of yeah. course they're really easy to scam, including myself. So I, that's, I knew I needed help making the money, but I was showing people the money that I was making and the deals I was getting and the kind of contracts and the amount of ownership I would get. And people were like, this is not industry standard. This isn't fair to you. Mm-hmm. These people aren't helping you. I wanted to be big picture. I wanted to go into comedy, not just influencing. So these people- That was my next question. Have you considered stand-up? A hundred percent, yeah. I, I didn't like, I these people were not, you need people to nurture you. You need yeah. people to show you that world. Right. And I didn't have that. And I'm actually through an old- NJB of my past <laughs> uh, set me up with his friend who was a talent manager for comedy mm-hmm. in New York City. And I met him and we really hit it off. And this guy really does help me, obviously helps me make money. And now I really, I, the stuff I was making with that other agency, I, I couldn't make a living. Now I make a real living. Mm-hmm. He knows how to read a contract, whatever. They help me with that. But they also like help me write scripts and like ideas and conceptualize like, you for know, your own personal content. 
my, my own content. So it's sort of, um, yeah, it's, it's really helped me. And I'm doing stand up in a month for the first time. For the first time. Oh, that's oh so exciting. God. Be exciting. Yeah. Well, you'll have to hold me accountable and let me know when your show is, but also hold me accountable because I also did say that was a goal of mine to start this year. That was mine too. And I, I'm just starting now. It's like, you can't start the first time at this show that people paid to come to. I no, no. The open mics are hell, hell on earth. And everyone told me it would be that way, but it's so bad. Especially right. like the whole, the only comfort of doing open mics is that you're anonymous. So it's like, you have nothing to lose because everyone right. is like bombing and whatever. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like people recognize me from TikTok. So I- that's my worry too, Talia, because, okay, so I feel like I relate with you on this completely because it's like you're not starting from scratch. No. You've established something already. People have this expectation of you that you are funny on a certain platform or with what you do. So what happens if you get uncomfortable and you're not good at it? What if you fail? What if yeah. you, you know how many- And I'm a theater kid too, the but the second it's you, it's like not a character anymore. What if you say right. the wrong thing? So- well, that's why you have to surround yourself also. I'm really glad with this manager that I've chosen and the other people that he represents. Like, I'm really trying to work my way out of this um, bubble where I feel like I can't, I don't even want to call it edgy because the thing, the thoughts that I have, I don't have a desire. It doesn't occur to me to say anything that I think that anybody would interpret as offensive, right. but I want to be able to speak freely. I want to be able to test things out. And, you know, like I'm Jewish. I want to make a Holocaust joke. I need to be surrounded by people mm-hmm. who are okay with that, working that kind of shit out. Like they right. need to have understanding of nuance and understanding of comedy and when do things become okay to say and whatnot. So like, I, I need to be, I need to make sure that in every room I enter with the microphone, if I'm testing something out, it's like these people, if they do recognize me, they're the type of followers that I have who are like, they know how real people act like they're yeah. not like 12 year olds who are just like spending too much time on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not people who like, they, they just get, they have a sense of humor mm-hmm. and it's really scary to try something new in the time that we're living in right now. Right. Have it not, and to not start with nothing. You know? And I feel like you might not like, especially whether it's starting out I mean I'm not in comedy but I can imagine from like I have other friends that are also they stand up comics that and you don't always know if the audience you're going to get is an audience that's going to be for your type of humor and I can only imagine that it's it might be difficult because like with a different audience maybe your show would do great but like if you happen to get an audience that can't relate to you to you know your jokes it might not go so I witnessed a crazy comedy fight on my cruise over the summer like insane to the point where bottles were thrown like glass bottles like at the end did you see this jewish comic ariel who got a a beer thrown at her it's like going very viral right now i didn't see that you have to see this you'll have to dm it to i think wait i feel like i've heard the name before yeah she's she's legit i think and she got a bottle of beer thrown at her on stage and she oh drank it which is very funny she That's handled queen it. legitimate but, queen yeah okay we literally have so many things we want to talk about with you so do you feel like there's been a defining moment in your tiktok career a defining moment um 
no, like I, I really don't. I don't think that there's been one. Obviously, there are like things that I'm known for on TikTok for going viral for that mm-hmm. I, you know, I could I could say like things that define me, like the efficiency when the airport types of things, like my brand of the hating things and the negativity, the Jewish aspect of it all, the grumpiness. It's all great. And that's all those are there are videos that have gone viral that are defining for my career so far. Mm-hmm. But the, when I hear the word defining, I'm thinking of like, I've been trying to figure out what do I, I've always wondered why do people follow me at the end of the day? Like, what do I mean to people? Right. Is what is the draw? Cause I know that it's like funny, but I don't, what makes people stick around? Like, what is it that people see? That's funny. I don't know where the funny is yet. Mm -hmm. And I think when I read the comments, there's a specific type of comment that I get the most frequently that is very defining for me, which is like, you put into words what I wish I could say, but I don't know where I would begin. Like I don't, I, either I'm too scared to say it or I don't know how to articulate it. Mm-hmm. And right. to me, that's like that comment coming, when I started to get that regularly, I felt like I wish that this was the type of um, feedback that would define my public persona. I hope that that's oh, nice. what people take for me. So yeah. I think that's the defining thing. That's so cool to hear you say that because honestly, I think I've probably even seen people comment that on your stuff too, or felt that way. So that's really great there. Um, Let's talk about the power of social media, right? I mean, you have a lot of a following. You've talked about almost the fear similar to me about having a following and then starting something new. How has the power of social media affected you like as a person, like now having this public figure persona at all in general and then how has it also affected you in the dating sense oh it's um as a person it's made me I used to not uh be a person it's so weird to say I used to be a person who cared a lot about how I was perceived Mm -hmm. and when I first started doing TikTok I made a couple in college that had like taken off to the point it was like Uh, mini viral Mm -hmm. and I was oh I think I'm a little bit funny like people were seeing these and they were doing okay but I would get a comment from one or two people who I knew in real life and that would make me so grossly aware Mm -hmm. of like other people I know are seeing this yeah not a stranger people will see this I'll come up and it's like oh Talia from your contacts posted a video and she's doing a character she's doing a little monologue and she's trying to be funny and to me that idea was like mortifying for so long I used to think I was really confident as a kid and as a person, like I was, I wasn't very shy, mm-hmm. but I really was concerned with people's perception of me. I so and relate to you. It's crazy. It? I feel like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I, and so when you say there's a huge following to me, they feel like they're like Sims, like they're we people, mm-hmm. like I'm playing we sports and they're yeah. all like people cheering. I don't, it's even when they come up in the street or something, it's like, I know you're a real person, you see it, but it's, I can't believe that other people see these videos. I feel that it's such an outlet for me. And I used to be so concerned about what that said about me, mm-hmm. but I'm sure you can relate. I'm la- like, I'm cringing, you know, it, it is cringy at the beginning when you're first starting, of course, to think that you're funny and put something out into the world and hope that the people, you know, see it. And they also think that it's funny and not embarrassing, mm-hmm. but you're cringing until you're successful. And now all those same people come and ask you right. and they ask you, can I be on your TikTok? Can I get invited to this? How do you Whatever. feel when they do that? Do you feel like I got it? 
Like the very beginning when it, when it happened once or twice, I was like, great, this is a good sign. This means mm-hmm. good things. And of course I'll always be nice. I have no desire to like stick it to anybody. Nobody was mean to me, but the <laughs> same people who would be like, Talia, shut up. Like, you're not going to get famous on TikTok. Stop posting these videos out of concern for me. They're like, yeah, you're embarrassing yourself. Those same people are now asking me for things. Right. And it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel great. Something that bugs me a lot is when, of course, I want to help my friends in any way that I can, if I'm able ever to help my friends, Mm -hmm. but I like my friend, this is a personal problem. My friend sent my phone number to somebody that I don't really know Uh, person from college who was two years older that I'm not friends with. And we like follow each other on Instagram, I guess. So he could have reached out to me personally, but he texts me, goes, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Sent me your number. I'm like, great. You know, I have a band. I was hoping you could use one of my songs in your TikTok." texted me again can I pay you to use a song on your TikTok I'm like I it's just like now I'm the bitch because I don't yeah. really want to it's like I so that's a way that it's there's really ways to deal with these things and and some people don't always know how to read the room or what the yeah. approach is because yeah, it's like asking permission for sharing your phone number like that's your yeah. phone number but then well, who am I like who am I to say I'm not Leo DiCaprio I'm not going to call my friend and be like don't give out my phone number to strangers but you're, but you're entitled to set boundaries for yourself yeah. you know I let it go but it's just like that's the one thing so in the positive sense I've lost all concept of being perceived. I don't care. I'm sort of numb. There's so many people now that I'm absolutely numb to it. I walked down the street screaming at my phone in public in the East Village. Mm. Other 20-year-olds see me. They wave to me. They're like, oh, she's making one right now. I mean, listen, that's how we met you, right? I went up to you. It's just, I don't don't care at all. I don't care about being embarrassed because at the end of the day, what Mm -hmm. I'm doing that you think is embarrassing is paying my bills and allowing me a very happy life. And I probably think that whatever job you're working is embarrassing, frankly, but that's a different story. But yeah. the downside is that sometimes I feel like I'm a bit violated or like my privacy or my humanhood is, is violated, but that's a small price to pay mm-hmm. for the life that I get to live. But what was your other question? The dating sense. Oh, yeah. it's changed. It's like, these guys are so afraid that I'm going to talk about them, Right. When I ever refer to a guy on my TikTok, A, he gets a nickname. He's never shown physically ever. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't say the school. I don't say the workplace. I don't even say the height. Nothing that could ever identify this man. And I'll talk. I'm going on a date with this guy, blah, blah, blah. And people love the narrative. And when you start the narrative, you mm-hmm. have to finish it. You have right. to give the ending, right? Right. And usually knowing men, it's they f- up in the end, right? Mm-hmm. But they schmuck up they schmuck up schmuck up. sorry they schmuck up right this is that podcast they schmuck up <laughs> and I will um so I'll be talking about a guy on TikTok I always ask their permission even though I'm not it's something specific about them I right. ask their permission they always are so psyched about it They're so psyched to be featured in this like weird you have asked all of them I ask all of them wow, wow. for you you heard it here first guys Everyone has been asked. Everyone's been asked, but here's where they draw the line. Mm-hmm. A lot of them will also ask me, can I be in it? I say, no, because you're going to regret that. Yeah. But I say, I'm going to give you an alias, whatever. So the only people who will know that it's you are people you tell that it's you. So yeah. you tell your family, oh, she's talking about me on TikTok. I'm like this guy, whatever. Mm-hmm. So when you eventually <laughs> screw up or do something unattractive, right. and I say, oh, I'm not seeing that guy anymore. He did this, that, and that. 
it's still anonymous, but all of your friends know that it's you. Yeah. And they'll reach out to me and ask me to delete it. And it's like, there's nothing in there that says it's you. Mm-hmm. You just told everyone that it was you. Mm-hmm. So it's not them. But that's the only thing that's a risk to them. And if they're okay with that, then it's fine. And it also kind of gives them incentive to like treat me better, I guess. Yeah. But they're so afraid of going on dates with me. They always ask me, are you going to talk about me? They freak out. Mm-hmm. People on Hinge I match with ask me if I'm going to talk about them. They freak out. But I'm afraid you're giving, them, you're giving them too much credit. I'm like, please, dude, unless you have something like good to contribute, you're not even gonna make it. They're into, not like, gonna the make it. Right? Talking about everybody, but I'm scared that they're so gonna talk about me. Yeah, I I have a little bit more to lose. I have more attached to my name, right? That's if true. they go online, they go on Reddit, say he was like this, or we right. got a she was like that. Like that's you have my full name and now you have like, there's so much more behind that. You right? feel yeah. like you're giving them more than when you have said this guy yeah. gets full on credit. And right. it essentially. It's like way more risky for me. I've you know? always wondered this though, because like people who post like those, like there's so many people who post dating content, like, yeah. and, and Marla and I have had this discussion when we started this podcast. I'm like, are you comfortable even like talking about these dates? Because if not, like, I don't have, dates to share about that I'm going on because it's me and my boyfriend so like I'm giving a different perspective but like you feel comfortable so yeah it's it's important to be as like honest and subtle Mm -hmm. your whole brand is the honesty so it's like if you don't share that you know I really respect that you ask the guys first because I'm sure you both know we're in a really weird time on social media where a lot of people talk about other people on social media and it can like, oh, it can, what's so, the word? It can so. snowball into like something so much I mean, bigger. Like, come on. Did you hear about yes. that? Yes. We're in the age of Finstas when we were in high school. Like, of course, right. we're talking about this online. Of course. Yeah. Of but course, we went from 14 followers to like on the street. People are but, filming people on the street. Yeah. Like there's like no privacy anymore. Yeah, there's no such thing as privacy. You can get caught picking your nose on the subway and it's viral the next day. Like it's yeah. really scary. Yeah. I don't know. There's gonna be laws about it soon. I bet. Well, good for you for asking permission because yeah, it's it's always good to to check your stuff. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even have like the right words right now. That's all. But no, it's yeah, I respect it a, a lot, especially like Libby was saying, there's so many people now that talk about their dating lives. And I'm always curious. I'm like, I'm like, do people know? Yeah, I don't know. Is this person mad at you for this? And then I always like I'm fascinated by the narrative. Always. They for some reason they never get mad, but they just they get excited. Wait, I feel like you would totally appreciate this story, Talia. Long story short, um, when I was still living in New York earlier this year, like in the winter, went out with this guy, great first date. He asked me for the second date. Second date was planned. Date comes around. He like pushes it off, basically ghosts me. And I was, I was bummed because I'm also like, I don't get really into guys easily. And I was really into him. And I'm just kind of like, and also he was younger than me and I never date guys that are younger, but he was, no, I'm not like, I know I'm not, I'm not immature. Like I'm mature for my age. It'll be fine. I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try. And then he ends up ghosting me. And so we talk about ghosting on an episode of this podcast. I, I would talk about how I never ghost and I read word for word. I go, this is what I say to people when they ask me out again. And like, I don't want to ghost them. This is my, this is my formal rejection text. 
Like three months later, I get a text out of the blue from him and it is word for word what I had said on the podcast <laughs> in terms of my rejection text. Shut up. Yeah. My mouth is hanging she, open. And she also was all like, like, don't waste my time. Like when she was talking about it, she oh. was like, this is why I don't date younger men. Because I, oh I, had, I, had carved out, I had carved out a Saturday night for him. That is prime real estate in New York That's City. Prime real the audacity to wait until like, 7 30 p.m to be like oh i don't like i can't meet up anymore and then ghost me I'm like come on at least text me in the morning so i can That's make other plans it's also a fan behavior that he ghosted you and still listened to your podcast like and, then, o- he re- and then he followed me on linkedin i'm like what are you doing what get over Wait, it marla's man. always having some weird ass i'm always having the follow. weirdest the but weirdest. it makes for great content Talia. i am pro ghost dude i'm, I'm helping, very pro ghost i'm helping so to plan a Sukkot party for this like Jewish organization next week the guy that's doing the cooking for it I went on a date with him in Israel in December you've dated everyone pretty everyone. much pretty oh my god but she's but she's so so cool about it like oh Marla's stance is that like she can stay friends with anyone like oh, yeah. she, she's quality. like the cool hot friends that like you probably consider like mm. and then like if it does like she'll still manage to keep you in the friend zone yeah and like you'll still want her quality. she's it's so impressive. good at it I just like watch her do her little thing and I'm yeah like, I'm great at friend zoning guys it's impressive it's really um, impressive. But okay, so obviously we talk about your career and dating a little bit, but we also want to talk about like kind of the Jewish aspect of your Oh yeah, we're going to get Jewy right now. Yes. Yes. Um so I guess something that I really love about you and your content is like there's there's different types of Jewish content creators, right? There's creators like Libby and Melinda Strauss who they're Jewish content creators and a lot of their content is like jewish based and geared towards jews like that's kind of well, even that our content is so different too right like right. she's a teacher and i'm like pretending to be like jewish comedy characters right yeah. but it's all mostly jewish stuff geared towards jewish, jewish audiences yeah and you're jewish and you're content creator but you don't solely create content for jew for like jewish people but what i love is that you still like throw in your Jewish here and there and make it known that it's a part of your identity and you're proud of it because something that really frustrates me as someone that's like makes being Jewish a part of her entire identity is that there's a lot of creators out there influencers who I know that are Jewish and they never ever ever touch upon it ever and if I mean something I've been thinking about today and I'm like I don't understand it I'm like I really don't understand it and so I love when I I see the random things that you talk about, especially even more so because I know that people that aren't Jewish are seeing this like positive Jewish, you know, identity and pride from you. And you're not throwing it down their throats either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. I, I love it a lot. I was raised medium. Right. I, I was raised to be very proud. I was raised reform, mm-hmm. but my mom, it's so funny because a lot of people I think also assume People ask me like, so what synagogue did you go to? I wasn't even that religious. Mm-hmm. I would I went to a synagogue up until I was my bar mitzvah. Mm-hmm. I went to a gay and lesbian synagogue, even though my parents are straight, because my mom was big on like allyship and like really wanted me to be integrated into every community in Los Angeles. So she was like, we're going to do, you know, dance classes with all the black kids. I was the only white person in dance class. And I was the only gay family or straight family at the gay synagogue. Like it always had to be mixed up. Yeah. 
So um, I did that and that was very reform. Obviously it's gay and lesbian synagogue. And then they let me choose between summer camp or to continue Hebrew school. Obviously I went to Jewish summer camp. That instilled in me such a sense of pride. That was my Jewish education, which I will argue till the day I die. I think that is very much enough of a Jewish education. I got so much, so much more than I think a lot of what my friends who went to Hebrew school and didn't go to Jewish summer camp. Mm-hmm. I developed such an appreciation. I loved the community of it, the fun of it, the songs, like to have it associated with such positive memories mm-hmm. as summer camp and have the Judaism intertwined with the fun of that. Mm-hmm. I really fell in love with it. And I came back very proud. And like, I know which camp. I went to Hess Kramer in Malibu. Okay. And that was very- I bet I've met people here that went to camp with you. I'm sure you have. Yeah. I'm sure. It's, it's a big community. It burned down um, a couple years ago. They're, re- they're rebuilding it. But I'm still, all my best friends are from there. So I did that. And my mom, actually, when I started to get the platform, I always thought that I was pretty proud. You know, I went to a high school with a lot of Jews- And then I went to a college that was kind of notoriously anti-Semitic, like Mm -hmm. very, very strong Mm anti-Zionism discourse kind of defined that school, Mm -hmm. which as we know, really bleeds in very easily with anti-Semitism. So it was sort of a big theme. And a lot of Jews are deterred from going to my university because Mm -hmm. they're afraid of that. So Mm -hmm. I got involved with Hillel, whatever, but it didn't, I, I just like, it wasn't a huge part of my life. And then I get this platform and my mom is on my ass every Jewish holiday about why haven't you posted about Rosh Hashanah? You haven't educated them yet. And I'm like, mom, I'm not like a Jewish content creator. When And by that, I mean, I'm not like Libby where it's like all of my content is for Jews. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, they know I'm Jewish. I say I'm Jewish. They can tell that I'm Jewish, mm-hmm. but I don't need to post about every Jewish holiday. And my mom goes, no, but you do. Because you have influence. You need to be proud. You need to show that you're Jewish and like really not just when the going gets tough. And I think that a big argument. She's She's really, really in you. And she was also not raised very Jewish, but she went to Israel. She got really into like, you know, she just has a cultural connection. Shout out Talia's mom. She's great. I want to meet her. Wow. She's great. She's, she's total hippie, absolute lib. And she's just like, she's really proud of like the roots. And she's always, you know, do you know how few of us there are on earth and how successful we are? Like, that's the whole idea in my family. Yeah. Always remind, have you ever seen The Sopranos? Have you ever seen that show? Here and there, here oh. and there. There's a very famous scene. One of my favorite scenes when they're all sitting around the kitchen table or the, the dinner table. And it's an Italian family. They're mafia family. Mm-hmm. And they're all the the parents are trying to instill a sense of pride in being Italian and they keep naming all these people. And they're like, you know how few there are and how successful we are naming all the famous Italians. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. what my family was like growing up mm-hmm. constantly. Do you know how few of us there are and how well we've done in spite of all of mm-hmm. what's happened? Right. So I think it's just like, you can't, I, I love that there are content creators who make it their whole thing. Mm-hmm. I love that there are creators who don't. But the one thing I don't like, and a lot of people will confuse this with like, as though I get mad when people are like talking about being Jewish, but then when the going gets tough, when it's like something like the Kanye thing that today happens right. and posts about it, mm-hmm. that to me, it's like, okay, yeah, it would be nice if you addressed it, but everybody knows that's blatantly anti-Semitic. Everyone knows. You don't need to educate them on that. <laughs> Except for Candace Owens, apparently. Except for Candace Owens, but it's like, come on, your fault. My followers know. Yeah. But when people will say you know they'll tell me they're jewish and i didn't know 
Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and they, they're like, yeah, I love the community. I love the, the food, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why don't you say that? Yeah. Not, you have to lament anti-Semitism. Why are you saying it behind not, closed doors? Yeah. yeah. Like, do, B, it's sort of like when people tell you to bless give you. compliments. Bless you. Thank you. Whatever. People will tell you to like give compliments in public, say mm-hmm. nice things behind people's back, right? It's the highest mm-hmm. form of sadaka is to do nice things without people knowing you do it, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of like you should say nice things about Judaism and not just address the anti-Semitism and the dark side. Mm-hmm. I wish that more of my friends who are Jewish and their content creators, they're viral, they have a platform. Mm-hmm. Say you love being Jewish. Say it and post about it and make it happy. It, it's not all about this anti like the, the bullshit. Mm-hmm. Need to say enjoy the fun. Enjoy what you can enjoy. Yeah. yeah. I wish people saw. Show like your So many great things about it. And I think yeah. also like specifically when I saw you at the Chosen Comedy Festival, which for those of you who don't know, it was this festival stand-up New York owner, Donnie Zoldan, like basically coordinated. Um, and they're going to be doing multiple that that's literally where I met you and just like seeing you there, the fact that you like wanted to be there and wanted to be a part of it. I was like, wait, that's so cool. Like, I love that. I was so happy happy to like show you were there too. And I think a lot of people would be like, what's the benefit for me? Right. How, how, how does this correlate to what I do? If like being Jewish is just, I'm Jewish, but what I do isn't, you know? So I, I, I pride you in so many ways. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of it is indebted towards your mom. So yes, like shout out to her. Like clearly she raised you right. We love Jewish moms who guilt trap us into everything. Yeah, can you tell like I'm obsessed with Jewish moms? She's great. She's really she's really cool. She's really I'm cool. so on brand. Dresses like she's like every day. Like it's very she's very I love that. But I really love everything you just said, Talia. It's such a breath, a breath of fresh air. Cause I am someone that I am someone that does shove it down people's throats and I've totally lost followers from it and I don't even care, but you don't need them. Yeah. No, like, I know. I know. But it. I love hearing you say everything you just said, because it's just so like validating to, as someone like has the same thoughts of like, right. I right. agree. If you don't want to talk about the negative stuff. All right. But yeah, the, at least show you're doing. And we all have very different Jewish backgrounds, by the way, like yeah. that's how this podcast was formed. Like, I think it's so important. She never right. went to a Jewish camp. Like, yeah. what? Like, no, I did. It's offensive to me, actually. I don't think I, I don't know if I didn't know it existed. I, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I really don't know why I never went, but. Libby with the. ended up so camp, Jewish. Like, the counselor, like POVs and shit. That is so accurate. It's not even funny. Like, How I'm on brand. So it true. It makes me like. I get nostalgic at watching. I was just videos. gonna say it makes that's me the, that's uh, it's so funny because those are the ones that are going the most viral right now. So obviously, like I'm giving the people what they want. Yeah. I love making them. It brings me back to camp. But then I have friends like Marla that are like, "Did this really happen?" I'm like, "Yes, Marla, it happened. It happened like five happened. times a day. It all happens. It all um, like everything you say is so true." Mm-hmm. How insane is this? My Jewish camp counselors came back one day, and I remember it like yesterday because it was such a big deal, like in my cabin. They came back from their day off, boy and a girl, and they had switched bags. Like she had his bag. Mm-hmm. So we were like, holy shit, did you guys go on a day off together? Or are you hooking up? 
and they were denied, denied, denied. And they just got married last month. Oh! Is it insane? It is it's insane. That's insane. So people will talk all day long about, oh, your your little Jewish fling and Jewish summer camp. This shit is real. No, Jewish That's camp amazing. is iconic. All my camp is like so. I'm going to one of their bar mitzvahs next week. Well, but. I feel like that goes to our question about Jewish geography. Have you ever had like a really crazy Jewish geography moment, whether it was just before you blew up on TikTok or after? Have you had just like a moment where you're like, this is an insane connection I'm making? Like too many connections, cousin, this, that. It happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I can't think of one that was particularly crazy. For some reason, it should never be surprising. Everywhere I, I go, somebody who's like, oh, my cousin, like you're from LA. Okay, where'd you go to high school? Okay, my cousin's cousin went to my cousin's boyfriend went to Ramon. I'm like, okay, there it is. Like it's that yeah. quick. And every single oh. time Ramon, yeah. Every single time I'm like, holy shit, I can't believe that. But it's like, yes, I can. Like none of it is surprising. Yeah. The craziest thing I ever learned about myself, I'm pretty sure she this is a Jew. Okay, one of the golden girls I am related to. And I didn't know that. And I found out through Jewish Wait, John, wait, John dropping what? Isn't that How did you not answer that with that? B. Arthur. She's the only Jew, I think. That's right? amazing. I'm doing it now. We're related, I think, by blood. But that was something I found <laughs> well, out. Well, if it's not blood, how else would you not make it? Genie- well, may- maybe marriage. But no, no, you're related by holidays. Jewish holidays. Yeah, you know. You know. I was like, what? I have no idea. I, my dad is like, obviously, he's like such a like, like classic I don't, he would never do like the genealogy, like selling his data to like some company. So it wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, um, shit, what could it have been? I think, I don't know. It's just like, we found out through friends of friends or something. Talk, just a random conversation talking about that. Mm-hmm. My dad, like grew, have you, have you heard of Richard Kind? He's like a famous Jewish. Yeah. Comedian. Yeah. No, I found know. out one day, like a couple years ago, I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm. Cousin Andy, Richard Kind is on the screen. I'm like, this guy's the best. My dad goes, we're cousins i'm like what do you mean and they grew up they're not blood related but they're like cousins. Right. They grew up next door to each other they're dear I'm just convinced that every jew is related to every jew, jew is like well, knows we are. <laughs> like Dad, we're all just they, and of course they like look alike i'm like of course every like jewish guy their age knows each other yeah, yeah. so that That's was a one. wild that is hilarious i mean yeah we all are you go back further enough we are all related <laughs> we're all we are technically all related but that's no, why it's, it's that crazy own. even my boyfriend like this boy that I grew up with for years literally was one of his college roommates right and like it's so funny because guys the character I play like on TikTok is Cheryl and his mom is Cheryl like there are just too many weird coincidences and like people that we knew in common I'm like life is so weird yeah. like and everyone has the same name but yeah okay so we just have two quick games for you that we're gonna play so the first is cute or cringe so I'll say one and then Marla will say one and think like as quick as you possibly can okay so cute or cringe he picks up the check but makes a comment about how I wouldn't let you pay cringe he offers to come to holiday services with you cute he has the same stomach issues as you. Cringe. What is this thing about making everyone's personality? Is my tummy hurts? My tummy hurts. <laughs> I have IBS or whatever. Like, oh, who cares? 
Um, he takes you to drinks for the first date. It's cute. It's more, it's boring. You think drinks are okay? Yeah, drinks is fine. I mean, isn't that just like the classic? Yeah. You know, I've only had dinner. Really? I hate dinner first dates. I think that's honestly no, great. You're trapped. Trapped for too long. That's how I feel. Yeah. One time the tables were way too tight and I just drank way too much wine and I just kept getting up to pee. And oh, I was like, oh, I have this no. water that happens to me too. Um, cute or cringe. You went to camp together and he slides in the DMs to talk about your TikTok. You haven't talked in years. Reality, baby. Cringe. It happens all the time. Oh, this kid Noah tried doing that a couple months ago. I was of like, course his name is Noah. Oh, it's obviously. always the Noah's. It's always the Noah's. Um, okay. Um, he asks for your Snapchat before your phone number. Ew. Mm-hmm. Cringe to the max. Yep. What are you like? Max. 19, please. How old are you? Ugh. Cuter cringe. His first comment is that he loves your videos. Cringe. Like, I don't, you have to pretend you've never heard of me in your life. Like, I don't want to date a fan. <laughs> I don't want to ever know who you are. And behavior. <laughs> you can't know anything about me. Um, he talks about himself for most of the date. Cringe. And they never figure out. They they never know that that's the problem. I ran into a guy that I went on a date with a couple, like probably a month ago on the Upper West Side. He did every single thing wrong on the date. okay? <laughs> Leading up to the date. Every single date, like faux pas, you can make, he did it. But then on the date, he talks, blabs the entire time, okay? I run into him on the Upper West Side recently. He's walking his stupid, fugly dog. By the way, guy with a dog in New York City, huge red flag. He's walking his fugly dog. And he's like, so I texted you a couple times asking to what? To be friends. Who the wants to be friends? If I don't want to date you, I don't want to be your friend, you know? So he's like, I know we didn't have chemistry that time. I'm like... Yeah, that's it. I said like sarcastically. He's like, what was there something else? I'm like, you are you have no idea what you did wrong. You talked the whole time and he thinks that it's because I like wasn't that into his looks. Yeah. Like grow up. He's 35. Oh, that's your red flag, Talia. Uh, wait, you, you don't like guys with you don't like you guys with dogs? I hate guys with dogs. Guys with dogs are cute. Oh, uh, I think that's where we where we're gonna have to agree to disagree. Yeah, no, Jack. <laughs> Why did you Jack need a literally- dog? Jack is obsessed with animals. His whole Instagram is animals. His DMs to me are him sending me dogs and I send him Justin Bieber. Like that's (laughs) our Instagram DMs. Sounds beautiful for you too. (laughs) My thing is why do you need a dog to make you look better? Okay, what are you hiding? Also, (laughs) men are already smelly and disgusting. You're adding an animal into the mix. It's just, no. For the record, he doesn't have Seriously, a dog. There is no just one. way to own a dog, in my opinion. That that is hilarious. Oh my god. Okay. Um, he shows up late to your date, but he apologizes. It's fine. It's cute. It, does, it depends how late he was and why. Mm. Okay. Double text you when you don't answer. Depends, because I genuinely forget to answer for days on end, and I like the guy from last night texted me. I was so excited about him. I just realized right now I didn't respond. It's been five <laughs> hours, but <laughs> so it's honestly not cringe at all. Um, he orders your food for you. Cringe, absolutely not. Ugh. I don't even like when they make a reservation. How do I know what I'm going to be? That was our next one. He asks you to make the reservation. I've never made a reservation in my life because I don't know how the how the. F- Am I supposed to know what I want to eat in 24 hours? Okay. This guy tonight 
He's like, yeah, I'll make the reservation. What are you going to be in the mood for? What am I going to be in the mood for? I don't know. It's in two days. Let's just <laughs> walk around. I live in the East Village. So easy. Like what? Oh, crazy, crazy people. He talks about his dating history and his ex on the first date. It depends on the context of what came up. If mm-hmm. I, I, I'm the type who would ask about that. Sometimes I think if it comes up naturally, it's like not that bad. But if you like, they bring it up. It's a little bit like, okay, I don't want to know like immediately. Right. About, you know. Well, it sounds like they're still in love if they bring it up. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you bring it up. I think. Yeah. All right, next game. Spread negativity inspired by Talia. Bad or Jew it? Those are the two <laughs> options. That's great. Iconic. Really I love it. Okay, first, bagel with lox bread. Jewish. Jew it. Like, Jew it. Like, Jew it. Wait, 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 wait. I missed something. I thought it was bad or it's Jewish. Jew it. Like, like do, do it. Like, do it. But, do like, it do it. Jewish. Like bad or do it. I would do it or I wouldn't, basically. Yeah. Okay, I see, I see, I see. I would do it to the max. Yeah. <laughs> Perf. <laughs> um, a boyfriend who is a slow walker. Bad. No, <laughs> I could never. Pickles. Do it. Hundo P. Her- herring. Do it. I love that. <laughs> I love it. I eat it like a snack and I loved it when I was like six years old. I can't trust herring. anyone who like loves herring that much. Get filter fish. That's a hard Jew it. The, okay, that was going to be our next one. Yeah, get filter fish. Have you ever had Moroccan get filter fish? No. It's really good. The This like right, rabbit. I don't eat that. Um, oh my God. Matzo ball soup. Jew it, of course, but sometimes people make it really bad. That's fair. That's fair. I don't know how to make it. You got to get a firm ball. <laughs> I hate when it's... No, you're really right. Reflux. You're really right. Yeah. Acid, Acid reflux. reflux. Sorry, my life. I have my medicine right by the bed. Pandemizol? Um, <laughs> I take like antacid like a drink. Um, It's bad, of course, but it's very Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like that game. I'm not like, going to worry about here. Just three girls talking about their stomach issues. <laughs> right. um, um, okay. Going to Jewish camp together. Together with who? Jew it. Like just going to Jewish camp with people. Like going to Jewish camp. Yeah. It, Jew it if you're alone. You don't, I don't believe in going to Jewish camp with your friends from school. You have to have separate mm, friends. Very kosher situation you're bringing up. Hundo P. Meat and dairy, baby. My friends did not mix. Birthright. <laughs> Birthright. Do it. I haven't gotten a chance to go yet, but I really, really like to try. I have oh my not. God, been. I will be there. I have to either. go. I literally I made videos for Birthright, and I have not gone on Birthright. I'm shocked they haven't asked me to. I think they know that I wouldn't be able to say yes to it. It's like too risky at this point. My account was okay. almost taken down actually because of a video I made for them. So. Yeah. F- All right. Well. This was so fun. Please just let everyone know like where they can find you. If there's anything exciting that you also want to share. Um, yeah, like you said, you mentioned your stand-up show. Yeah. Yes, there's going to be a show. Look out for the information on that. It's going to be in the next month. It's going to be in downtown Manhattan. That's really all the details that I have. Um, but otherwise, 
No, you know where to find me. This has been so fun. Thank what you. What are so your usernames? Oh, wait, wait. Share, your, share your socials. Oh, it's Talia Lickstein. It's just my name. It's T A L I A L I C H. And usually that's all you have to type in and it'll come. Right. Like, TikTok and yeah. Instagram. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Mm-hmm. If you like my little. Well, edu- follow you on Twitter. I'm such a Twitter fiend. I'm a big Twitter girl. And the, and the community Twitter on Twitter scares is a lot me. more mature. Oh, wait, like. I'm sorry. Did you say Twitter's more mature? I think it's way more mature. It's older people. Uh, They're actually I guess, funny. It, I guess it, de- it depends. It depends what maybe like yeah, what kind of content you're seeing. Yeah. Um, our, la- our very last question that we always ask is what is your definition of a schmuck boy? A schmuck boy is a boy who's like, prote- I hate the like fake feminist boys with like the painted nails, but they like actually hate women. You know what I'm talking about? Like the like guys who are like metro because it's like trendy, but it's really just hiding their awful personality and how they mistreat every girl in their life. Mm. To me, that's a schmuck. A Jewish one of those would be a schmuck boy because mm. that's the new f- boy. I love a schmuck though. Just on that was time. such an <laughs> eloquent definition. It was, I don't know how else to put it. I love a uh, not a schmuck, just a nerd. I love a Jewish nerd. Give me a guy with a big nose and glasses and it's pretty much we're <laughs> off to the races. I love that. I love Iconic. That. And you guys heard it all here first on Schmuck Boys season two. Thank you so much, Talia, for being an incredible guest. And we look forward to seeing all the amazing things you do. Thank you, guys. Bye. Because you're just a schmuck boy. You're just a schmuck boy that's right. Boy, don't need another, another, another shot, boy. Cause you're just.